0: If the advice you've been getting just doesn't work for you and your family when it comes to your baby's sleep, behavior and development, Jen is the girl for you. I can't wait to share this episode with you. Hello, I'm Alex Tricolo. I'm a mum of three toddlers aged one, two and three and I'm a very passionate speech pathologist. I've helped countless children to learn their first words and speak more clearly but most of all I've given parents like you the peace of mind that their children are on the right path and that they have the tools to help them at home. I'm a very calm, positive person and since becoming a mum, I have sought out information, research and techniques that allow me to be firm and yet positive with my own kids and mostly to feel more confident when I make decisions as a mumma. But hey, I'm not positive every day. We do have our days and there'll be a good dose of reality thrown into every episode. So, I have a little motto. If you don't know something, mama, learn. And that's what I'm delivering with this podcast. Information from other passionate mums who know the research and techniques of their field, inside and out, and can share that with you. Because, to be honest, who has time to do the research themselves? And we all know Dr. Google is not your friend unless you know the right questions. Welcome to the Mama Learn podcast. Hit that subscribe button now so you don't miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by my Club Trick membership, my super affordable membership program for mummers that gives you all the tips, strategies, vocab, and activities to develop your baby's first 100 words and beyond. I have a very special deal just for you, my beautiful podcast listeners. Hop on over to www.alextricolo.com slash love to get your first month free in the club. Okay, mamas. today we are learning from Jen Butler, from Jen Butler Early Parenting. She is a beautiful mama of two boys, and she has so many qualifications that I'm going to let her tell you what they are. And we are talking mostly about sleep today. So if sleep is your thing that you need to know more about, this is the episode for you. And I just love chatting to Jen, so I think you're going to love this one. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hello, Alex. I'm very happy to be here. Mm, I'm so excited because we've talked quite a bit over the last few months um, about lots of different topics. Um, And after following you for such a long time, I just knew that I needed to have you on the podcast because you are a mama who likes to learn
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: (sighs) and um yeah but i you have so many different qualifications under your belt that i think you are better placed to explain a bit about you can you tell us a bit about yourself
1: Yes, I would love to. So yes, I'm Jen, Jen Butler. So I have my own business, Jen Butler, early parenting support. And basically my jam is supporting new parents in getting to know and understand their baby and toddler so that they can love being a parent. Mm -hmm. And I guess what that looks like to break that down is my areas of expertise are particularly around sleep and settling, but I've got a background as a midwife, maternal and child health nurse. And IBCLC, which is a certified lactation consultant, a circular Mm -hmm. security facilitator, and then I'm a sleep consultant on top of that. So while I guess my niche area is helping families in understanding sleep, because we all know how much sleep or their lack of Mm -hmm. can impact our enjoyment of parenting, Mm -hmm. but I bring it with a little bit of spark, I guess, because I'm bringing my my expertise Mm -hmm. in child development um, and like circle security is a secure attachment and bonding parenting program. So yeah, I just really enjoy to bring that facet to it all. And then of course I'm a mummer of two boys myself. So mm. I get to practice what I preach. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. That's what I love that. You've just got that holistic, well-rounded look at what is the whole child, not just their sleep.
1: Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it because like, You know, sleep, a baby not sleeping or a toddler not sleeping, it's just like the tip of the iceberg. It's everything that's going on underneath that impacts Mm -hmm. it. So, yes, it might manifest in poor sleep, but it's like, okay, what what else is going on?
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I've had clients in speech pathology uh, therapy that aren't sleeping well for various reasons, and they just don't make progress because they need to prioritise fixing their sleep first and then... And then we can start working on actual skills.
1: Yes, absolutely. I've seen um, Mac, my son, my three-year-old son, speech be a little bit more, like, I can't understand it as well when he hasn't had the sleep mm-hmm. that he needs.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and, and I even mean, just, we do that too. <laughs> oh,
1: 100%. And, and just their capacity to learn. Because, like, I look at my son, if he's tired after, you know, a big day, you can't get through to them like mm-hmm. yeah, so how how can they retain that information so it is it's and i mean literally in the first part of the night is where they are forming like uh me- memorizing their and storing memories and mm-hmm. consolidating their learning so if mm-hmm. they're not getting that like yeah it, it really does impact their whole world
0: yeah absolutely um, so when we talked a couple of months back, we ended up talking a little bit about the routine of going to bed, and um, coincidentally, that language can be quite a big part of that. And the language that you use. Could you talk us through a little bit about routines, and not just about language, but about that routine and why it's important?
1: Oh, I love like one of my favourite things to talk about families with is the use of communication like i'm really big on talking to your little people like like not like they're adults because obviously we need to make language understandable to them Mm. but that chatter that you just do to them to help prepare them for what's coming next is so important and it's not just around sleep but it can help sleep so much better and i mean obviously as you would know alex it's also amazing for their development mm. and sometimes i get a little bit of like i'm talking about having these conversations from a young age and i think some parents probably look at me like um my baby's four months old like they don't mm-hmm. understand and i i just explain like receptive language it develops well before baby and toddlers can actually say their clear words mm-hmm. and and i'm just like you don't understand the power of using those words to tell them what's coming next. What that does is is it brings security. So I love routine because I mean, most adults, I won't say all, but we kind of do follow a very regular pattern to our days. Like Mm. I know I do this, the way I get up and the way I end my day are almost same, same with a few little fluctuations here and there. Um, But all in all, it's that predictability that we actually crave as humans Mm. and our little people love to know what's coming next. Mm. So pair, I guess, like balancing, like the other beautiful thing about routine is you balance in the day. So sleep is spaced across the day so that it supports them moving into the night. Mm. And then that routine also comes in the way you communicate and that predictability of your actions. Mm-hmm. Like then, your baby and toddler—they understand what's happening. I'm not saying they don't necessarily protest it, but
0: because
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but that—that's where the power of communication comes in. Like, and yeah. a little bit of that, um, you know, with the circle of security training, I'm really big on respecting and, and naming emotions. So there might be protesting, but it's a matter of saying. I can hear you frustrated and you're tired and that's making you feel a bit angry at sleep time, but off we go. Let's go to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just love like, I'm a talker. So I have no issues with just chattering the day away. <laughs> yeah. Do the same.
0: Oh, the best thing you can do. Absolutely. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Yeah, and it's funny because we we call uh, regular language that you say the same thing every time. We call it a verbal routine, (laughs) coincidentally. And um, if kids know that language is predictable, it's actually going to help them learn those words because they know when to use those words, if that makes sense. So um, not just in terms of predictable of what's going to happen, but when to use those words. So it's quite, it, it just all ties together so beautifully.
1: Yeah. And that's actually like, I call it, like I say, create a sleep phrase. It can be whatever the heck you Mm. want it to be, but it might be something like, all right, Baba, have a good sleep. We'll see you when you wake up. Like it's the same, you know, it might sound monotonous, but it's that predictability is so incredibly powerful for children.
0: Yes. Yes. Such a
1: good sleep cue. And as you're saying, it's fantastic for language development. Mm,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, slightly different topic, but I the reason that I really love what you do is because a bit of what you mentioned before about looking at the whole child and really having lots of different experiences to bring to your families that you work with. Um, but one thing I really love is that you really adapt the service that you provide to the individual family's needs and I really relate to that because when we had our first daughter um, when she was four months old we opened a restaurant so for her pretty much first four months of life she was sleeping on the floor of a restaurant with drills and all sorts of things happening around her with the renovations and then she was in the carrier for you know nights of service and that sort of thing and she learned to adapt to our routine, <laughs> wherever mm. we were. And um, I, I think that's really important to, to tailor to the individual family.
1: Yes, that is like m- my biggest uh, like passion is trying to break the mould of these cookie cutter approaches mm. that this is what time your baby should be sleeping, this is what time your baby should be waking now like of course there is you know ideal you know ranges for when when babies should be trying to get to bed and when young children should Mm -hmm. be in bed like Mm -hmm. just based on being able to clock in the amount of sleep they need in a 24-hour period and like there's things that we can sort of look at in terms of there's average awake windows but i mean even that fluctuates so much from child to child. I've got two very different boys that I can vouch for this, that had I not been able to adapt, uh, understanding that Ted didn't need as much sleep as what Max needed. And he Mm. was capable of being awake for longer and in fact benefited from it. Mm. If I hadn't known that, then I would have had a very different experience with Ted, who Mm. was a wonderful sleeper because I was able to adjust. So I definitely believe in adapting things from, for families. Like one thing that I, I had a client just recently where she was talking about how she was rushing to get everything done by seven because bedtime had to be at seven and her husband got home at six 30. So he wasn't getting much time with bub. And so we just adjusted what that day could look like. So it allowed time for dad to have some time with the baby. And like, the other thing is, is that baby, he was actually a toddler if he's going down to bed hyped up from the excitement of dad coming home that's going to yeah. impact his ability to wind down so it's actually crucial for his you know for the ease of going to sleep you know that mm. night so yeah a huge thing like some of the biggest ways i look at adjusting things for family is making daily routines suit the family's lifestyle uh choosing settling techniques that suit the family's parenting values And the speed of how quickly they want things to change. You know, Mm. for some families, they want a slower, more gentle approach. Other families are like, let's just get this done. You know, let's Mm. move through this quicker. All of my settling, like me personally, my parenting ethos is more around the gentle, respectful approach. So I tend, Mm. I definitely do not use any forms of cry it out, which unfortunately the sleep consulting culture has that um reputation and unfortunately it is still happening sadly that is what some people are opting for mm-hmm. um which is fine if that is effective and suits your parenting values um but i just yeah i like to make it individual for what the family needs so yeah definitely you know adjusting routines and settling depending on baby's personality that's Mm. another huge thing that comes into place because anyone who has i mean look around at you and your even even if you have one baby or toddler at home compare that to your friend's kids or if you do have multiple children compare your kids personalities like max and ted my two boys three max is five ted's three they could not be more different if they tried yeah yeah. and ted's a little hothead he's a fiery temperament and Mm -hmm. so that manifests at sleep time and again Mm -hmm. without being able to adapt how we settle him it would be a nightmare
0: (laughs) oh and i can totally relate to that because uh I've got three and they're all very different settlers than sleepers. They're kind of all day different things. But my two girls share a bedroom. They're two and three years old. And my three-year-old, the eldest, she just goes to sleep. It's like she rolls over and shuts her eyes and she's fast asleep. But the two-year-old needs a lot less sleep. I've definitely discovered that. And she almost needs a little more wind-down time that isn't the usual kind of our books and like talking and whatnot and so she actually pops out of bed after I've officially put them to bed helps me do some dishes and um, potters around packing away the toys and then she's ready and she goes to bed after doing that it's like that she needs that extra Extra. little one-on-one time yeah and it's
1: so good that you adapt that like I I look at Ted and he like I, I laugh but he literally talks himself to sleep Like he's chattering away at us. Like we're not, we, we sit like a sort of nearby the kitchen's not too far from his bedroom. You know, and sometimes he's just chattering to himself. Like he's not upset. He's just talking, (laughs) saying things like, I don't think I need another banana. Oh no, my tummy's full now. Uh, Just (laughs) Literally whatever's on his mind. Bless him.
0: Oh, I love <laughs> that. Oh, my baby, who's eighteen months now. He has a noise that he makes when he goes to sleep, and it drives you crazy because it's like an eh, noise while he's playing with his hair.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> and, and
0: um, he's not crying. He just needs no. to make this horrible noise <laughs> to go to sleep. So I taught I, I was just
1: uh, I was just talking to that with a client, and how every baby or toddler has their way of getting mm. to sleep. Like, the definition of settling they don't just close their eyes necessarily like you know are they my son would do that now at a five but as they're yeah. young they actually do something whether it's hair mm. twirling noise rolling around like yeah you know all of these things it's what they use to get themselves to sleep
0: yeah interesting Now don't go anywhere, Jen has some really interesting info about myths that you may have heard about babies and sleep. So stay tuned. However, I just wanted to interrupt this episode to let you know that I love Instagram. I'm on there a lot. And mamas, did you know that I share a lot of free information on there? So if you uh, just can't get enough of me <laughs> and you're loving this podcast. jump over to my Instagram and check out some of my posts. I share so much information from a speech pathologist perspective and a little bit of mum life too. My handle is at speech with Alex Tricolo. Anyway, back to the episode. Now something I'm really passionate about on the passionate about on the podcast is evidence and knowing what the research is and being able to convey that to parents but when you look at research uh, as a clinician it it sometimes doesn't quite relate to individual families and I guess that's what we've been talking about it's how do we get that research that we know is the right thing (laughs) whatever the right thing is to be doing to adapt to our families and a lot of myths end up flying around about what is the right thing to do um mm. and i wondered if there are some really common myths that you know of about sleeping that a lot of families come to you mm. with the idea of
1: i love this question because prior to me honing in and specializing as a sleep consultant i worked as a maternal and child health nurse mm. we were trained evidence-based practice and like the advice isn't wrong, but this is exactly what you're saying. Like a lot of the things that we were told to teach families is about developing a feed play sleep routine. Mm. And feed play sleep is a good way to structure your day, but it is not the only way, and in fact, it doesn't suit some families. Mm. The younger the baby, the less likely they are going to be able to just slot in to feed, play sleep. Mm. Like newborn sleep is incredibly unpredictable. Yes, some days they might feed and they might have a very short play and then they go to sleep. And then the next day they might need to have a feed, have a play, maybe they need another feed and then they go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I think that things like that that are taught to families they're absolutely accurate for some families but for others there needs to be it's not just that straightforward. Here's the evidence, here's what works. Here, like there's way too things that way too many things that interrupt that being. And a cookie cutter approach again that's what it is Mm
0: -hmm.
1: babies that bottle feed might be able to follow that maybe breast mums who have a larger amount of breast milk like you know there's just so many variabilities into Mm -hmm. that being able to work um so that i guess is one of them that feed play sleep is the way that we can achieve you know this this awesome sleep because there's so many more layers Mm -hmm. to it than that Mm. um even things like you know setting up sleep environment i think there's variations in what the evidence says and you know what's going to suit a baby and a toddler you know Mm. so seeing it into practice but i know that something that i was told to when i had ted my second son is that whole concept those myth around that you're going to make a rod for your back if you don't get your baby home from hospital and start those sleep foundations of self-settling and putting your baby down and not cuddling them because you'll spoil them and make a rod for your back. Mm. Oh my goodness. This one breaks my heart because there's far too many mums who believe that. And so they're scared. And so they're not cuddling their babies. And the research actually says that babies that are held and cuddled and have their little love cup filled up during the day, actually Mm -hmm. cope better with separation At nighttime sleep. So there's actually evidence Mm -hmm. to say that. So, but somewhere along the line, I would say that the whole making a rod for your back, it's not evidence-based. That's society. That's an old wives tale. And it's unfortunately filtered its way through the generations. But thankfully evidence is like, there's such a strong emphasis these days on understanding connection, secure attachment, bonding, That now the research is helping us to see, well, in fact, that by no means is the way that we have to achieve sleep. So they're probably two of the ones that really pop to mind.
0: And I think it's really hard when you don't feel confident as a mum that you've got all these opinions, but your gut is telling you to pick up your baby and give it a cuddle. And yet you feel torn because it's like you're doing the wrong thing.
1: Um, I know i remember feeling that way like i i was my experience in becoming a mum the first time i i wish i could do it over like i really do because i i remember my mother-in-law came to visit and i i like i laugh at this now but in a i can't believe you did that it's a cringy way but i wouldn't let her like i was like no he's asleep and like if you cuddle him while he's sleeping he you he, he he won't be a good sleep. Like that is what I honestly thought because that is also what I'd been taught to teach mums as a maternal and child health nurse. So mm-hmm. I'm very proud like that my practice has changed significantly. I mean, I'm not working in the centre now as a maternal and child health nurse, but I got the opportunity to after all of this. Oh, and. Wow. It shifted like oh, I just it changed my practice so much Mm. because I was like, What advice were you giving to like? I and it wasn't poor advice, but it was just that stock standard feed, play, sleep, you know, just Mm -hmm. yeah. When it wasn't, you know,
0: what you don't know, there's yeah, I know
1: know. that's right, I love that quote. Um when you uh, it's that by mayor angelo i think it is or angelo mm. when you know better do better and that's I, I take that with me i yeah.
0: really do yeah yeah because you were just doing your best you can't have mm. regrets about what you could have done or said Or absolutely mm. um so jen you offer so many amazing services can you talk us through a couple of them uh, in a nutshell?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, ever evolving, but
0: <laughs> yes. I
1: currently, I um, I have a one-on-one sleep consult called the Sound Sleeper. That's my signature service, mm. uh, and that is my ability to work one-on-one with families to tailor, yeah, my my approach. But I also have developed my one-on-one service into an online program called the Sound Sleeper eCourse because I know there's lots of families out there. Who perhaps don't feel like they do need that one on one. Maybe they just want to understand sleep a bit better, or maybe they just simply want that coach in their pocket, so to speak, you know, because that's really what I sort of describe the course as because it's me talking with slides. It's literally like Jen's in your pocket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that. And, and I take you through it all. And the beauty about the course is it's actually based from three months through to three years, so it encompasses babies and toddlers Mm. um so yeah both of those are my sort of signature i guess service and my signature course for sleep and then i have a couple of other extra services like newborn chats to chat through the mums before six months to just help give them a bit of guidance and Mm. um and a course for newborns as well so sort of encompassing more than just the sleep that's that's my that's called the happy baby code and it's my um i love i'm just in the in the midst of doing my group coaching with the mums of the course. And at time of recording, we're right smack bang in the middle of a pandemic and I'm based in Victoria where all of these mums are completely in lockdown in Metro Melbourne. So It's really lovely to be bringing that group coaching of the happy baby code to those mums right now because they've got nothing. So yeah, Mm. I really, I'm grateful I can offer that opportunity.
0: Absolutely. You're amazing. I really admire everything that you're doing. I just love watching everything that you bring to the world. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining me. I think uh, my listeners would have really gotten so much out of it and just want to know more. And Jen shares so much on her own podcast. Uh, So if you do want to have a listen, I'll pop the links. But um, thanks for joining me, Jen.
1: Thank you so much, Alex. It's been awesome.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. Did you learn something new, Mama? I would love for you to subscribe if you haven't already and rate and review while you're there. But while I've got you, I want to know who would you like to hear from or what topics do you want to know more about? drop me a DM over on Instagram at Tricolo. Until next time, have a lovely week.